0: I'm excited today because we are actually going to be interviewing jeremy slate and he's actually someone personally helped me a ton individually and is also someone who has really burst onto the scene with influencers and millennials and, and he himself has gotten his articles viewed by hundreds of thousands of people in different kinds of publications and he's also helped his and in tons of podcasts and get them you know, listen to and have their audience spread to millions of people around the world. And so I'm excited, Jeremy. And thanks so much for taking the time out of today. And welcome to the show.
1: Dude, thank you so much for having me. This is really kind of cool because for those of you guys that don't know this, we're actually like doing this like through Facebook Live and I like we figured this out. And apparently I'll let you know Hector, it does only work on the phone, not on my computer. my computer's Sitting behind this, so thanks for having me, man. I'm stoked to be chatting with you. Yeah, guys, you know,
0: live video. When you do it
1: live, if you're catching this on the recording,
0: know that somehow technology let it get to you. But when you do things live, shit always hits the fan, and so it's been uh, been something uh, a large, growing experience for me. But Jeremy, I I started to notice you when I got into this kind of online space. I started to notice Mm -hmm. there were a a lot of uh, maybe it reeked of like snake oil salesmen, and it reeked of just people who. Just saw an opportunity to make a quick buck, and I think I really connected with you because you seem like the opposite. You seem like someone who's really genuine and someone who's really out there to make a difference and an impact. So I wanted to have you on because you have a great message to share. But I'm curious, can you catch us up? I know you didn't start in entrepreneurship. You didn't start out, Uh you know, having uh, you know one of the top podcasts on iTunes. You didn't start out having a client service company that gets people featured in all these different. I mean, you didn't start out there, so. So people are catching up. Can you catch us up on how we got to this point and why you're so passionate about
1: what you do now? Dude, totally. And it's funny because so my podcast is called Create Your Own Life. And I was talking to somebody about this morning, like that name actually came out of like angst of I was creating somebody else's life. So my background is that I actually did my undergrad degree in world religion, studied at Oxford for a bit, came back and did my master's in Asian history. And uh, taught high school. I was teaching U.S. history, and I was absolutely miserable because that was somebody else's dream. That was my parents. God love them. That was their dream. So I was living that. And 2013, January that year, March of that year, sorry, my mom had a stroke. And it really kind of made me look at like, what the heck am I doing? Like, why am I living somebody else's dream? Why am I not doing what I want to do? And why am I not offering this value that I have to offer to the world? So in June of that year, my wife was approached about a network marketing opportunity. I had no idea what it was. I saw this presentation. I'm like, dude, like million bucks next week awesome. This is going to be great. I was like, it's so easy to make money. Like, Why does nobody know about this? So uh, needless to say that didn't happen. And that at least got me started on the path to looking for something different. And I went from there to selling life insurance, then selling products in Amazon. And I finally found my place in the digital marketing space, building websites, building email campaigns, stuff like that. And I have been a podcast listener since like 2004. So I finally decided in 2015, I'd start my own podcast called Create Your Own Life. And it saw success pretty quickly because I had learned that I needed to be a student because I had tried having a podcast earlier in that year and it failed because I was the expert, which I wasn't. And I was telling people how to live their lives, which I had no idea. So it was when I became a student, things really worked out. And I saw what this did for me. And that's when I really started a company which is now called Command Your Brand to help people become really awesome podcast guests and help them get on shows to uh, promote their brand and promote everything they're doing. Yeah. What, what's interesting, Jeremy, is there's always this, like, there's this starting point, right? And people always mm-hmm. have to start
0: out where they finish. And for you, it's network marketing. For me, it's direct sales. And kind of it opens us up to the possibilities and it opens us up to the opportunities that's out there. And, mm-hmm. and we kind of morph and shift and we end up in this online space. So for you, what was it about podcasts that made, like, I know you said you kind of saw that it was mm-hmm. there, but now you help clients with it as well. What's yeah. the opportunity in podcasts right now? and Why do you use that it's worth so much time investing, trying to get on these different podcasts and why do your clients, maybe you can share some of the the things that they've seen from it?
1: Yeah, well, it's really interesting because it's like, let's look at video, right? If you want to watch video, you have to sit and watch video. The thing about audio is number one, the audiences are very engaged because the person they're listening to almost becomes like their little influencer, their mini influencer. So those people are going to be very engaged, always listening to that person. They're going to see anything that that person highlights or validates is something that they should take a look at. So it really kind of helps in that way. But also like they're always doing something else. Like they're driving, they're working on their computer. Like, dude, I'm like a podcast addict. And it's funny because like I help people a lot of times at business shows, but that's not what I listen to. I listen to things about the history of New York City. I listen to all these like really weird things. And I've just been into podcasts for so long that I just, I've really seen the space grow and morph and it's become a better and better and better opportunity just because number one, a lot of times the people that are listening are just more affluent. So if you have a product or service to sell, they're probably can afford it. And they're probably ones you can actually help. And number two, the viewership just keeps growing. Like the number of people that uh, listen to podcasts is more than, I want to say, I read this article by Jay Barrett, Convince and Convert recently, where he talked about the number of people listening to podcasts is actually more than see a movie in an entire month We'll listen to a podcast in a week. And it just kind of shows, number one, where that industry is going. And number two, like just how great that opportunity is. Like that's a huge number of people that can be interested in like what you're doing and what you're putting out there. And it's also, like, very oriented on storytelling, right? Like, people in the marketing space forget they're marketing to people. So, like, the fact that you can, on a big scale, market one-to-one is really kind of interesting, and that's what podcasting really allows you to do. Yeah. I fell in love with Joe Rogan a long time ago, and he got me through building my
0: business because I used to Mm. be out in the sun for just hours handing out flyers, and I'd need something to get me through the time. And what was interesting is I would – you would, you would spend, you know, and his shows are three hours long sometimes. Yeah. At the end of it, though, you have this such a connection with his guest, right? And, right. and I look at on my bookshelf, I can't tell you how many people I've, I went and bought their books because I listened to his podcast or I went and subscribed to them. And now I follow them because I found them on that podcast. And, and it's just... He always brings up that when you're getting interviewed on a show or, or like a TV show, it's short, quick snippets. And you really don't get to the, the heart of someone. You, know, you really don't get to real connection with someone. Where podcasts, because people can do it well, you know, while they're walking, you know, doing the dishes or because they can do it while they're driving or working out, it creates this uh-huh. opportunity for you to spend time. And I, I remember I met, you know, I was hanging out with, <laughs> I say we're hanging out. We're at the same function, and uh, I was like, "Dude, you probably get this all the time, but like, you're in my head all the time." Like, we're hanging out like three or four times a week just because I'm spending that time with you. So it creates a whole different kind of relationship
1: with that influencer and their audience that, frankly, just wasn't possible before. Yeah. Well, here's the weird thing too. Just to that point, like it's it's interesting the long form content you can create because like. When I first started my show and even to like the beginning of this year like my episodes were like 25 minutes to a half an hour and I've now even lengthened them where some of them have been 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and 10 minutes. And those episodes actually do better because we get into some like, you get to get in these conversations and people get to listen in on your conversations. Like I talked to, uh, I just got to interview Jason Gaynard today from Mastermind Talks. And we really dug into some stuff because we spent quite a bit of time talking. And it's just, I don't know, on those short like TV interviews, it's over. You don't get that. You just, you don't get that ability. And there's just not an ability to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw today you had uh, Sean Merriman on your podcast today. And the funny thing is I actually met Sean Merriman at the same party that I was hanging out with Lewis Howes at. And what's just interesting is that the, the people that you can meet, the people that you can connect with and the, the platform, it basically, you'd have your own radio show, which is cool. You got to interview James Altucher. I mean, so like, yeah. talk to me about what's starting a podcast and what that has done mm-hmm. for, for you, your network, maybe you can share some, some things of, you know, feel free to name drop and stuff like that. But what's been some cool things that have happened since, since yeah. you started your podcast?
1: Well, I will say first of all that Sean Merriman thing was really cool because I just remember watching him play in the NFL, and I was at an event out Anaheim a couple months ago with Nicholas Barley from The Billion Dollar Body, and he goes, "You know what, man? You know you have to interview. You have to interview Sean Merriman." So I connected with him on Twitter, and we like got it hooked up like very quickly. I'm like, "Really? That's it?" Um, so that was that was a really cool experience for me. But my podcast early on, like it got traction quickly, but that's because I took a lot of action. Like the biggest thing you have to realize when you're starting a show is the only thing that ranks you in iTunes is the number of subscribers you have in a 24-hour period. So if you can keep driving people to subscribe over and over and over again and get a lot of subscribers, it's going to help to keep your show ranked up high. And then it happens like what what I like to say calling you, you stick the landing on the charts. Meaning like if you can get enough subscribes over a period of time that you get in that top 50, people see you, your content's good you could stick there. And I I think that's the thing I I really try to explain to people is those number of subscribers you can drive in is really going to be a big deal for what you can do. So I drove a lot of people to do that early on. And it was even like to the point of me grabbing people's cell phone and saying, Hey, let me help you subscribe. Because I knew that was the metric I had to go for early on to get that. And I know it's not a huge number, but I saw 10,000 downloads in my first 30 days from being nobody. Like I had no network. I had nobody that was really influential that I was around. So it really allowed me to connect to at this point, hundreds of people that I really admired. I got to talk to Grant Cardone. I got to talk to, I got to do a live event with James Altucher. That was like really cool. I never saw that ever happening. But here in New York City, we sold tickets to an event that was an interview and like an intimate like night experience with James Altucher. And then people got to see him do a comedy show afterwards. These are things I just didn't think could happen and allowed me to build a business that I really like. Like I was miserable teaching. And that's not to say teaching is a bad thing. But for me, it was it wasn't the best use of my talents. And it wasn't fulfilling for me. So like, it allowed me to create something that I didn't even think was available to me. And I think for any business, that's kind of the crazy thing about it is it can be a jumping off point to creating a bigger following when you totally get that It's not always about every single lead you're going to drive in for it, but it's about the impact you can make, the audience you can build, and what you can kind of spread out there in terms of your message. Because I know Gary Vee's even talked about it before. Like He's like, yeah, I'll go on a show now with somebody that nobody knows because, you know what, in three years, he could be the next Elon Musk. Like You never know what you're doing in terms of the platform you're going on, and it could really be big. Yeah. I want to ask you about what are some of the tangible business
0: results? Because people go, it, oh, it's a podcast. The same way people go, it, oh, it's social media. They don't understand that it's, it can drive business. But, but what I also love about podcasts is that it's a library. I got a chance to meet Joe Polish this past weekend and I was chatting with him and he's like, go to my podcast and go listen to the first several episodes. And he mm-hmm. it was back in 2011. And they're still sitting there. Mm-hmm. And super relevant. And I'm sitting here taking notes. I'm three podcasts in and and I'm listening to stuff that you recorded like six years ago. So it's a library that's going and can sit up there and and house knowledge for a long time. But what are some of the hardcore, because I know you work with clients of all different industries, you know, stunned by your ability to to really get into lots of different industries and niches. But what are some of the, the hardcore business tangible results that someone can see from starting a podcast? getting on podcasts by really kind of utilizing and like you call it commanding your brand through podcasts. What what are some of the results that they see?
1: Well, there's kind of the two, the two sides of it, right? Like for me, like it created something that wasn't there, but created a a six figure business that didn't exist before. And for other people, there's kind of when you have a business already established, we had a client that had two multiple six-figure months in a row that he attributed directly to getting on podcasts and what he was doing on the marketing side of that. Because there's also the aspect of, great, right, you appear on the show, you got some leads or you got some interest, but what are you going to do with it? And that was kind of the back end of that. Of how does your email marketing strategy go? How does your how does that connect to your sales funnel? How does that connect to maybe having a chat bot in your website that's going to look for people you've talked to or setting up like, do you know what Snipply is? Yeah they're setting up a Snipply like landing bar on that episode you're sharing out. So it's about really understanding how you can take advantage of every chance to talk to every single person that's coming in because, okay, you get 10 leads, but let's look at how often you're trying to communicate with those 10 leads or get those 10 leads on the phone or get those 10 leads to do something because you know what, now three of them can turn over when none of them would have turned over before. So it's kind of looking at what are you going to do to keep them engaged and keep them moving and keep adding value to them? Because the more value you add, better you're seen to them. The more value you add, the better you're seen to them. And you could make a sale or you could raise your company standing. So it's really about looking at that. Like, I don't want to give the exact numbers because I don't know if he's okay with me doing that, but I had a client that did have multiple six figure month in uh, March and April this year from getting on podcasts and what he did on the marketing end from that. Yeah. And I was, God, what is his last name? His name is Pete something. And mm-hmm. Jesus, if you're out there, Pete, I love you. But he was really
0: sharing that, you know, you can get on a ton of stages and you can get on a ton of podcasts you can get all this exposure, but if you don't have that service behind it, if you don't have something to sell behind it, or you, like you said, that funnel or the, mm-hmm. it, it, it really, then you need both. It's not Pete Pargas. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's who I was
1: hanging out with. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, because that's uh, his big thing. Pete's always talking about, you can get paid to be on a stage, but how many back end products do you have behind that? And your stage goes from being worth maybe two grand to talk on it to now a hundred grand. Anyway, I just I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's
0: it's so important because that's what I realized too is that I put out this effort to go out there and get exposure, but then I didn't have that back end behind it to, to kind of mm-hmm. to create that revenue. So then I stopped
1: getting the you know those stages. I stopped really trying to get that exposure and really built that. But it's you need both, right? There's no magic bullet, man. Like you have to have that behind it and you have to have something like that's working for you all the time. You know what I mean? And that's what either whatever your back end be it email marketing, be a chat bot, be whatever it is, that's continually contacting that person that was interested in you for some reason, you know? Yeah. You've got a you're kind of known for helping people
0: get on podcasts and not only uh-huh. not only get on podcasts, but to be what you call like be a good guest on a podcast and I'd imagine kind of translating that exposure into business. So I always like to start with what do people do wrong? Just for me selfishly, like what are some things that people should maybe avoid or, or what are some mistakes that you see people make when they are going out and getting on podcasts or you know, doing and getting this exposure. Can you talk about some of the you know pitfalls that people make?
1: I had a guest once that shall be remain nameless, but I always like to like give extra people that extra chance to find him in my intro. I say I give the best website for them. to It's something I got from Michael O'Neill. It's just really great to do. So I'm like, hey man, what's the best website for you? Goes, all right, you got your pen ready? I'm like, okay. www.google.com. I'm like, come on man, really? He's like, okay, okay, I got a better one. Okay, cool. I'm writing www.wikipedia.org. I'm like, okay, this guy's a jerk. Um, So it's really how you're gonna carry yourself. And like coming right into that interview, mm. you know, let me ask you, like when somebody does that, what does that say to you about that person that you're going to talk to? I mean, it says for me, it's like, it's kind of a lazy
0: answer, right? I mean, it's kind of like, I don't want to deal with that, frankly. I just Okay. Wanna,
1: like, <laughs> well, from a, host, from a host standpoint, that would say to me, all right, this episode is going to be about how awesome I am and why you should bow down at my feet by the end of it. Mm, and right. there's not going to be many people that are really going to listen to that. Because if they don't know who you are already, they don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And unless you're going to give them something valuable, it's kind of like whatever. So that's kind of the first thing. Anybody that I've ever been on their show or done whatever, the first thing I ask them is how can I be valuable to your audience? You know, what's going to really help them at whatever they're at in their journey? And I can then position what I have to talk about through a way that's actually going to help the people that are listening. And when you look at it in that way of being valuable, it's going to change the game for you. It's going to change the game for you. But here's the thing. Don't be valuable without telling people where to go. You need to have a great call to action at the end. And and that way, when you give people that value, you're telling them where they can find you. You're telling them exactly what they can do with you if they want to work with you. So it's really showing up in a way that you're going to serve that audience and give them what they need to either feel like they can move forward in their business or actually help them move forward in their business. And then actually. And in, in the end, give them a way they can work with you and continue to interact with you. I think that to me, that's the single biggest thing that people can look at when they're working at a podcast or working on a podcast as a guest is to be there to serve. And the host knows his audience best. Ask him how you can serve his audience because every show is so different. But here's the thing, too, is you should have at least listened to a portion of one of those shows before you go on it. You know, it's not talk radio. Don't jump on and go, you know, long time listener, first time caller, because that has happened before, too. <laughs> Yeah, I
0: think, I mean, because every podcast has a different vibe. Every podcast has a different feel. And I think that, that just matches the audience. You talked earlier a little bit about stories. And when I was in sales, one thing that I, I tried to work on was like, okay, what are my stories that are in my back pocket that I mm-hmm. can use to sell this person? when they're in a particular situation, right? So I'd have maybe five to 10 kind of stories that I would deploy at certain times to make them relevant and stuff. So when someone is going on a podcast or someone is preparing, like like, what does that Mm -hmm. look like or how can
1: they prepare? Is those stories, is that a part of preparation? Can you talk a little bit about Here's the thing is like, you have to know your story. You have to know like what got you to point A to point B to point C, but here's the thing where most people (laughs) screw up is they get on every show and tell the exact same story the exact same way where it doesn't feel like you're communicating to me. So have your story down. But here's the thing. Be able to tell your story through different lenses, right? Because like millennial skills may need to hear my story a certain way. Whereas if, you know, EO Fire wants to hear my story another way. But so you need to be able to tell your story in different ways. But to be able to do that and be flexible on it, you have to know your own story first to start out with. So it's really being sure... And truthful to where you are in your journey. Like that's the biggest thing that you that I find is you need to be true to who you are and where you are at that point in your journey because people can tell when you're full of crap. So it's about really having that down and then being able to be flexible. Tell it through different lenses. Don't get on there and just start reciting this thing that you recite on every single show that you're on. So nobody cares. You know what I mean? It's really you need to make sure that it's tailored to that show you're on because they may want a shorter story, they may want a longer story. They may care about the startup part of your story. They may care about how did you scale? So you need to look at that and be able to highlight that individual section based on the show you're on. Yeah. I want to honor some people who are with us, Andy and
0: Anna and Cindy. And and also maybe this is something that we haven't really talked about, but there is a podcast for everything (laughs) and every, every sort of niche and every sort of industry from big ones to small ones. So I know personally that Anna is kind of in, you know, she's a really great photographer and Cindy, I believe, is in real estate. So how could podcasts help someone who's maybe not in your typical influencer position? Have you seen it? it benefit other people's businesses
1: that aren't in that typical kind of social media role? Yeah, because here's the thing, like. No matter what market you're in, you should be building yourself as the influencer in that market. Because you mentioned somebody's in real estate, why is somebody else going to work with you versus somebody else? You need to build up that credibility, and podcasts are a great way to do it because a lot more people can be exposed to you. And then you need to start building a media page in your website. You need to start having your speaker one sheet on your website. All these different things because it creates this air of credibility. And really what you're trying to just do is make people buy from you rather than your competition because you need to make it look like there's no competition. And how do you do that? But through being featured in different places, through creating more credibility, through my favorite thing, which is what people don't realize is positioning, right? You know, Hector, if you interview somebody important or or somebody important interviews you side by side, the more that happens, the more your credibility goes up, the more you're positioned with them. Like, oh, you're with Grant Cardone. Wow, you must be important. Oh, you're with Hal Elrod. You must be important. You're with Joe Polish. You must be important. So it's really that continual positioning. I'm Jeremy the I must be important. That was my reason for saying Who's that, that guy? But <laughs> well, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, if what you're doing is you're making it so, like, it's not that they're just choosing the competition over you. It's that there is no competition. Yeah, that's big. Well, I love it, man. And I guess I'll, I'll tease this a little bit. Jeremy,
0: what I love about Jeremy, someone who just says yes. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I was like, hey, dude. We have a, an Influencer Summit next month. We have one more spot for a speaker. Do you want to do it? And he was like, I'm in. I'm, we'll figure it out. I'm doing New Year's in SoCal. So if you want to come hang out and listen to Jeremy share more about the stuff, and really go deep. And what we're going to do and have at the event is opportunities for keynotes. But then there's going to be opportunities for smaller discussions and more intimate kind of round table masterminds where you can uh-huh. dig in and ask questions and connect with all these different types of people and people like Amanda Rivera and Marshall Guillen, you guys have seen a lot on So I'm excited about that. Come hang out with us. There's some early bird tickets that are still available, but it's next month. So it's not, it's not that early, but as we wrap up, Jeremy, a lot of these tips that you're talking about, you've actually put together like uh-huh. you know, cheaper people,
1: right? Can you tell yeah. us a little bit yeah. If you want to be a rock star podcast guest, I want to help you with that. And I want to do it for free. So head over to commandyourbrand.media. It's not media, not dot com slash checklist. It's commandyourbrand.media slash checklist. And I'm going to give you all the steps that you need to become a great podcast guest and all the things that you need to do to start getting moving. And also there is six days of emails that go after that. And each day you're going to get a video on a different thing you can put into action from that checklist so that you can become an awesome podcast guest check that out and go subscribe to jeremy's podcast right it's create your own life yes sir create your own
0: where's the where, where can they find it for those people who are like what the hell are podcasts and where do i find these things
1: yeah well it depends on what directory they're in but i set up short links for each one so 90 percent of people find me in itunes so com slash itunes uh or if you're in google play slash google play and uh we just got into Spotify last week, so it'll probably be a couple more days before we actually show up in the Spotify, but we just got approved for
0: that as well. Congrats on that, man. That's uh, that's cool. Thank so I- iTunes, Google Play, and then soon-to-be Spotify. Yeah, and Stitcher, too. I-, I don't think that many people use Stitcher, but it's Stitcher as well. All right, dude. Thank you so much for, for giving your time. I- A lot of these questions I was selfishly asking because we're going to be turning all this stuff into podcasts. So this was valuable for me. And if you guys got any value, let us know. Go, go grab that checklist. I know I'm going to be downloading it. So thank you so much, man. I can't express my gratitude and your willingness. Absolutely, guys. But uh, go make a difference. Go build your brand and see you. We have another interview soon. So it's coming up. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to The MYP Show. We know that there are a ton of podcasts that you could be listening to, and we are grateful that you chose some time to spend with us today. If you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, just search for me, Hector Santi Esteban. Make sure you're subscribed to the show, and we'd always love for you to leave a comment or rating so that other people can find it as well. We hope you're having an amazing day, that you're safe and thriving, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The MYP Show.